Right. Like he basically tried to ghost me and I called him out and was like, you you won't be ghosting me because we have this close mutual friend and we're going to have to see each other. So if you don't want to date anymore, you're going to have to tell me you don't want to date anymore. And he said, I don't want to date anymore. I'm like, all right. Oh, well, clear enough. Okay. Yeah, great. Fair cop. Yep. <laughs> Call my bluff. Check. Okay. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how you doing? Things are great over here, Allie, especially for end of March. The weather in LA is absolutely perfect. And so some girlfriends and I did like a full beach day yesterday. Do I look tan? I Very tan. Thank you. <laughs> it's fake. I wear lots <laughs> of SPF. <laughs> As you should. SPF everyone. Sunscreen is your best friend. Yes. Um, but no, things are good. I actually have a funny sort of story time plus dating etiquette question for you. Great. So the so the cyclist and I went out to dinner and we wanted to try a bunch of stuff. And I also have celiac. So I always like a, if a person wants to order something that has wheat in it, I want them to get it even if I can't be party to trying it. Yeah. And so we definitely overordered. And then the meal ends and the server comes over and asks, like, do you want a box? And he paid, but the leftovers were like my food. Oh. Yeah. And so what do you think? Like, can I take <laughs> leftovers even though he bought – like, wh- I, what do I do? You definitely take the leftovers. They're yours. I did. <laughs> you definitely take them. They're a gift. Okay. I like that. I like that. That is, I have run into that before of like feeling awkward, especially in situations where it isn't entirely your food. Like it's something that you shared, but you're you're probably not going to have enough left over to both take home a box. Oh, definitely not. And he has also made it clear that he is not a leftovers person. Oh, that's an interesting life. I don't know that life. Same. I love repurposing a leftover. Same. I my my brother likes to say that I eat really chaotically. Like I, I will put together every single piece of leftovers from various meals from the days prior without any sort of rhyme or reason. I I like that. I, there's an Instagram follow. Um, she cooks a lot of healthy food and she calls those chaos bowls. So that's perfect. That's great. That's, that is exactly what I eat. I eat chaos bowls. Love it. But yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on, uh, with me. How are you? I'm good. Um, I, I don't want to jinx myself, but we are two weeks without a phone throwing incident. I'm snapping. I'm <laughs> snapping and I'm clapping. I appreciate that. I, I feel that I will have one within moments of hanging up this video call now that I've said that. But at this exact moment, that's where we're at. Amazing. I'm proud. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I'm good. It was my birthday this past week, um, which was super fun. I had a friend in town. Um, and then after she was in town sort of unrelated to my birthday, my best friend from college who I lived with for six years was in town. And oh, how fun. It was so fun. And I went to brunch yesterday, Sunday, with a bunch of my college friends. And I, I this is not any knock on, on any of them because they're listening, but I am the most single one of that group by so far that it's comical. Like the next most single person is engaged. Yeah. So they're like pretty in it. Very in it. 
and in my in my sort of volleyball friend group, my like I have sort of those two distinct friend groups, I would say. In mm-hmm. my volleyball friend group, it's very much a mix, like you and I were talking about. It's a mix of single, coupled, a few are married, but my college friends, it's very different. Um, and so we had a great time. It was like the Sunday fun day that we used to have, but it, it's just interesting. It's different, it's a different uh group. And does that did that make you feel any type of way? Or like what would do you just sort of like observe that or is it does it create a feeling in any way? It's more of an observation. Like I yeah. truly don't, especially because, and I can say this even if they weren't listening with 100% honesty, I love all of their husbands slash one is a fiance um, and I like to hang out with them as people also. So I have never felt any type of way about that. It's just more funny to me than yeah. anything else that I am just the most single person and it's not even close. There's just this massive chasm between me and the next least committed person. Yeah. I mean, it's wild how much of relationships is luck related. You know, it's like I have friends who met their partners in college and that part of that is just lucky. Yeah. And it, well, it's interesting because for this group, actually, none of them met in college. Mm-hmm. And so we, this group, this very core, well, technically one of them is married to someone we did go to college with, but they didn't know each other at the time. Love that. That's kind of cute. Yeah. But so all of us were living in New York City, single throughout a, a large majority of our 20s. But then they all met now their long-term partners. I also started dating someone, my most significant relationship at that time, but he and I broke up and they didn't. Right. So it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Which I'm happy. Again, I love their husband slash fiance, but. Oh, no, 100%. I um, I actually met a friend group person's new partner on oh. Saturday. Yeah, my guy friend brought the girl that he's dating to a game night. And so, you know, um, we had like a lot of fun. We got to know her a little bit. And then, of course, they like peeled off a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. And the rest of us are like, okay, now let's talk. So, so he invited the person he's seeing to a game night and she did didn't panic like it was a crazy thing to ask. Correct. She was so sweet and really like played along. He is an intense energy and she seems to be a great counterweight to that. I love that. For the listeners who may have missed a previous episode, Rourke had a ghosting story where she invited someone to a game night and he instead of coming ghosted her. Yeah, it was a um, great way to handle an invite. (laughs) Um, Well, that's awesome. That's so great that she mixed right in. Absolutely. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little, little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And then um, you posted a very funny story today on, was it TikTok or Instagram? Both. Okay. 
it was about like the most insane reason to be broken up with. And I just want to revisit that because it's crazy. So I, I did this post. It was honestly kind of random. And it's because I was reminded of this breakup, which we'll get into when we start getting into our topic. I was reminded of this breakup recently. And I just posted a video saying like, hey, what was the most ridiculous reason somebody gave you for breaking up with you? Mine is that he wanted to be vegan and sober and move to the countryside of Ohio and give 80% of his income to charity. All noble things? Right. Sure. But like But I don't know that they include you. <laughs> editor's note, he was not and is not vegan or sober and he does not currently live in Ohio 2 years later. Okay, so he's an aspiring sober vegan. Uh, yes, yes, he's an aspiring sober vegan Ohioan. <laughs> Yes. He hasn't made it yet. That's hilarious. Um, But the best unexpected part of this has been all of the comments on this video. Yeah. That I just have been giggling about all day. My favorite one of which is somebody whose boyfriend had a seizure and then pretended to forget they were dating. That's like 50 first dates. Yes. But that was real, I guess. I guess that was real. But like in this comment, she makes it clear that it, he was pretending she found out. Wow. Yeah. That... That's next level. I mean, you gotta you gotta respect that hustle. I know, like how much effort do you have to go to to do that? But yeah, so that's been that's been uh, entertaining me for today. That's amazing. I was um, once broken up with because I did not have enough empathy for robots. Excuse me. Hmm. Yeah, we got in a very explosive fight what? around the show Westworld. What? Hmm. What sort of empathy was he hoping you would have for robots? He really wanted me to perceive what was happening in that show as like a human rights violation against the robots. Oh. Yes. And we got in a sort of like philosophical argument about artificial intelligence and souls. And he really didn't like what I had to say about it. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess you dodged a bullet with future robot issues with that one. Yeah, I mean, as you know, we're only coming closer to the singularity. So his feelings, he's got to be in his feels every day. Every day. He's like, oh, my God, we almost have robots. What are we going to (laughs) do? Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. Well, um, keep those coming. I hope you'll post those to like Instagram and stuff so everyone can see. I will. I'm planning on doing like a compilation video of my favorite ones where all of these people that are posting are like laughing about it. So I will, I will definitely be laughing with and not at, I promise. Some of them are just wild. So I'm excited for that. Listen up guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC comedy loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time, and you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip, and a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either 
Unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. But back to the reason why I was posting that in the first place, I'm excited to get into our topic today, which is getting back together with an ex. Yes. Oh, man. This is so tricky. You know, I think that this is a highly personal decision. You know, we really can't tell. We, we can't tell anyone what they should or shouldn't do no. in this scenario. Um, and so what are we going to try to focus on? Because obviously there's no sort of like text script here. There's just sort of ways people can think about it, right? And that's, I think, what we focus on. Like, setting up the framework of how do you how do we advise that you approach it what should you be thinking about what questions should you make sure that you're asking both yourself and your ex slash potentially future partner um and i i know that we both have some examples um from our own lives of things that we can kind of draw on in terms of times we maybe did ask those questions or didn't and how it went so why don't we start with you yeah absolutely so i have a couple things here so first of all when i have when I have had a true relationship and ended it, I have not returned to it. Um, and what's funny is a couple podcasts ago, I said that an ex created a PowerPoint to try to convince me to either cancel the breakup, get back together. I, you know, it was close temporarily to the breakup. So whatever language you want there. But, right. and I said he did that for a specific reason, which was a whole different story. And that story is an ex, a guy that I dated in New York when I lived there. And we'll call him the express train because <laughs> the reason we broke up is he, he was on that train. He was so clearly ready to meet someone mm. and have that be the person. And I was not there. I think part of that was that like I was 24, he was 31. And I just think we were in different places and there were other things that weren't perfect either but he was he was a very nice guy but i i just said to him you know go find a girl who is on this train with you it is right. not me so he came to my apartment i lived in manhattan he lived in brooklyn and he came to my apartment one day after the breakup with and he knocked on my door and he said i wrote you this letter and i really want you i, I want you to read it and i want you to think about it and let me know what you think okay yeah, and I I think clarity is kind. I really think I think things get tough when you leave a breakup ambiguously. Um and so I I really wanted to be clear with him like there is nothing this letter can say. I am we're not getting back to like we're not getting back together. This was not a soft break. This was not a pause. This was a breakup. This is a breakup. Yeah, which is if I recall correctly something similar to what you said when you received the PowerPoint or when you were told yep. that there would be a PowerPoint. Exactly. Yes. And um, he was adamant that I take this letter, that I read this letter. It, you know, it, he just like was not taking no for an answer. Mm -hmm. So this was, I want to reiterate, this is something I did when I was 24. I don't recommend it. I took the letter from him and while he was still standing there, I ripped it up. <gasps> yes. 
And like I said, I think that that was a very harsh thing to do. And I don't recommend it. I was really trying to convey that, like, do not get on the subway and think that I am reading this and don't, you know, hold your phone all day hoping that it buzzes. Yeah. It, in case we don't use this as a video clip for the listeners, my face is stricken. <laughs> yes. Allie looks, Allie is like, Rourke, no. <laughs> I'm, all the blood has drained from my face. I know. This is so not recommended behavior. I just want to, like... I appreciate that. But okay, so so you had told you, you, the PowerPoint guy about this situation. Yes. And so his logic was you can't tear up a PowerPoint. Oh, honey. He missed the point. Yeah. Very much. So much. Yeah. But actually, PowerPoint guy is somebody who, and I want your take on sort of whether this counts as returning to an ex, he and I, before really getting into our relationship, were like off and on where we had periods of sort of like friends with benefits that we would put on pause to like mm -hmm. date other people more seriously and explore those relationships. And then if those ended, he and I would get back, like start the like benefits portion of the evening again. <laughs> and um, so like, is that getting back with an ex? I think that's a little bit different because where my head is at with this is more of a, even if it wasn't official, more about like reasons why a relationship didn't work and trying to rekindle something that didn't work before. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, then I would say like more more or less, I don't have a lot of personal experience with this, but I have several friends who are married to exes. And so I, you know, as we said, this is definitely not a, your ex can go to hell. We like, you never get back. You know, this is yeah. not a hard and fast line at all. We know success stories um, that go in that direction, but yeah. But yeah. What about you? What's your experience here? So I don't have a success story per se, but I do have stories. Um, the most significant one, and honestly, as I was sort of introing the topic, I remembered that that more significant ex-boyfriend that I mentioned where I dated him for like a year and a half and my friends continued on and I didn't, we also broke up and got back together. And I completely forgot about that when I was thinking about the stories I wanted to tell today. Oh my God. Yeah. He broke up with me. And then like you said, temporarily, it was very close. He broke up with me and then it might've been two days, but I think it might've been the next day, changed his mind and wanted to get back together. And we did, but it was doomed. Like mm. he was right. We should have broken up. There was no reason for us to get back together. Nothing had changed. But yeah, actual story that I was going to tell is this screenshot that I was reminded of because Time Hop just so lovely reminds me of these things um, two years ago. So Allie, you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. So you know how now if you sort of swipe right on the iPhone, it'll say it'll show these like widgets and often one of them is like a photo highlight. Mm hmm. That's like treacherous, too. It is because it's completely random. Like mm -hmm. it decided I don't know, a few months ago, it decided to highlight my relationship with the oyster. Brutal. What? And I don't, it didn't really matter because I was fully over him from before we even broke up. But it was just weird. I'm like, why did you choose that? But so this guy, to make a, a fairly long story as short as possible, I met him through a close mutual friend. His, I am really close friends with his college roommate. And so I met him through him and we dated for like a month or two the first time and he straight up ghosted me 
or tried to because you can't really ghost somebody when you have a very close mutual friend. Yeah, good good try, buddy. Right. Like he basically tried to ghost me and I called him out and was like, you, you won't be ghosting me because we have this close mutual friend and we're going to have to see each other. So if you don't want to date anymore, you're going to have to tell me you don't want to date anymore. And he said, I don't want to date anymore. I'm like, all right. Oh, well, clear enough. Okay. Yeah, great. Fair cop. Yep. <laughs> Call my bluff. Check. Okay. So, so we broke up. So then I saw him like a, several months go by. We hadn't spoken. I saw him at a friend's, a mutual friend's birthday party. And we had a, a conversation where he apologized for the attempted ghost. And on, he was like tearing up during this conversation. Like I could tell that he was extremely emotional about the whole situation. And I wasn't really sure why, but it, you know, it, it was nice. Like I got a little bit of closure. And so Coming out of that conversation, he started texting me every now and then when things reminded him of me, like a commercial he saw or a billboard or whatever it is. And this was happening for like a couple months and we would go back and forth a couple times and then that would be it. And I didn't really think anything of it because I was like, you know, I'm going to see this guy a lot because we have this close mutual friend and whatever. We can have this like very surface level text exchange every so often if that's what he wants. So fast forward to early March, which... The listeners will remember my mar- my birthday is in March and that'll become important later. So fast forward to early March and we're having one of these like back and forth pleasantry type conversations. And then I say like, well, you know what? I'm off to volleyball. I got to go. And then we get the screenshot that I was reminded of, which I would love if you would do a dramatic reading with me. Happily, I will, I will play um, the X and you will be yourself. Perfect. So I said to him, I got to go. And then he says back. Would you be up to grab coffee sometime this week? If you hate it, you can bounce and we can pretend it never happened. I have a pretty low bar for coffee quality. I doubt I'd hate it. Jokes aside, can I ask why? I enjoyed talking to you a few weeks ago and today. Thought I'd give it a shot in person when I haven't had a dozen beers before. Okay, we can do that. I've got Tuesday and Friday open. Either of those work for you? So there's a lot of back and forth on like what worked for me, but we selected a day. So when I got this text message and... I would love your input here as well because I immediately was like, oh, he has something to say. Yeah. No, it sounds like he wants to just sort of like have a talk with you. Right. So knowing as you and the listeners know that I eventually got back together with this man, you are probably thinking that that is what he wanted to talk about at this coffee. Yes? Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, no. Wait, what? What was the purpose? There was no purpose. (laughs) We went on this coffee date and no information was passed there was no it w- he wanted to hang out as friends at a coffee shop i was not expecting that at all yeah so the one piece of information that i did glean from that was that he was moving to philly for residency okay so that's a, that's an important piece of information it was but it was he didn't actively tell it to me it came up what yeah so And the number of people that I had told about this coffee date was quite long. And so the number of follow-ups that I fielded about what he had to say for himself on this coffee date, to which I had to reply, absolutely nothing. That is crazy. So then knowing the outcome of this story, where... what At what point does that happen? So basically then I... I had mentioned to him... So it was the week of my birthday by this point. So we went out to coffee... On, I think it ended up being a Monday or Tuesday. Oh, also, 
he didn't know that I did this, but I, I worked in Manhattan at the time. I had a volleyball game at 9 p.m. in Manhattan. I went back to Brooklyn to meet him for coffee before returning to Manhattan for my 9 p.m. volleyball game because I thought he had something important to say. Wow. So that shows me, though, that you kind of wanted him to say something. Oh, yes. So okay. this was the guy that I thought was the one who got away. Like, I was mm. constantly thinking about – I didn't get any closure. He Again, he tried to ghost me, and then he never really gave me a reason for why – he ended things and we just had gotten along so well. Everything was amazing. I had never really felt that way before and I knew that he agreed. So it was extremely confusing when it happened. Those are really hard ones to emotionally move on from. Right. And so I had in no way emotionally moved on. I was still crying about it often. If I'm Aww. being fully honest, I still cry about it sometimes, including yesterday. But Aww, friend. <laughs> Yesterday was a very like piggy tails drooping day. My mom and I use that phrase. That if like we're feeling sad, we say that our piggy tails are drooping. That's cute. Um, but I digress. So so I had been thinking about this a lot. And actually the the birthday party that he and I um saw each other at previously, I was not supposed to go to that birthday party. I had other plans. I found out he was going and like switched my night around and went. <laughs> We've exhibited a lot of like great behavior in I these know, stories. I know. That- As I'm saying this, I'm like, don't what I say not as I do. Um, but you know, I learned a lot from all of this. So yeah. so yeah, so I was going into this coffee wanting him to say, I think we should get back together. Um, and he didn't. And but I I had mentioned my birthday party that was coming up. It was a co-birthday party with somebody that he's also friends with. I was having a joint birthday party with someone. And so I ended up texting him later that week and throwing out an invite like, hey, if you want to stop by, you're welcome to kind of thing. Yeah. And he did. And he bought me a card. And in this card, so also fast, fast forwarding, we started a sort of like friends with benefits situation out of that birthday party because he was moving to Philly. And so we we kind of were like, well, this isn't going to be a thing because you're moving so we can just kind of hook up and see where it goes. Yeah. That that always goes great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually was really okay with it at the time like because I feel like I had then processed the fact that we were not going to be together. Um, however, this card, which I didn't end up opening until later because I forgot about it, this card said – I still have it somewhere. But it basically said, every conversation with you makes me want to be a better version of myself and I'd like to have more of those conversations, as many as you'll let me, before I move. That's – I can understand and really relate to why that like pulled you in. That would get me. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, also, that was not – he was not doing that in an attempt to get back together. Like he was – Understood. Truly just trying to be friends, but then that – we were not friends. Um, and so then eventually – we were doing this friends with benefits thing, but we were kind of acting like we were in a relationship. Like I was bringing him to work events and and whatnot. And we ended up finally having a conversation closer into when he was really going to move where he said, you know, I guess we have a few options. We could like try to date. We could stop talking or we could kind of see how things go. And I made it very clear that I was not into option C, the seeing how things go option. Like that sounds terrible for everyone. Yeah, especially long distance. That that feels not an option. Correct. Yeah. I was like, that's not happening. We're either going to actually try to date and be in a relationship again or cut things off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had that conversation and then we actually didn't revisit it for a few weeks. We just both kind of like sat on it and thought about it. And then we both ended up deciding that we wanted to give it a shot. Great. A mutual decision. Yeah. Which obviously didn't ultimately work out given that I am currently single, but we dated for six or seven months after that. And for the most part, it was great. Yeah. And I'm sure again, you know, learned a lot. Yeah. And I think that I use this as an example because one of the things that I want to talk about are the questions that you should ask yourself when you're thinking about whether or not you should get back together with someone. And one of the things that I asked myself when I was thinking about whether I wanted to try to make things work with him long distance is what's different now than when we broke up the first time. Absolutely. And before we even get to that question, I sort of want to ask why, like, I think a question you can ask yourself, a friend might ask you, is why do you have this desire to reunite? Mm -hmm. Whether that is initiating a reach out or agreeing to their reach out for coffee. Yeah, because, right, because oftentimes that could be motivated by loneliness, you know, a desire to not be single, a desire to have someone. For me, I had actually dated a couple people in between when we broke up and this reunion. And so mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't really about that because I I knew that I could date someone if I wanted to. Like I had met these people. For me, it was about him specifically and me feeling like we didn't really get a fair shake at what I thought could be something really special. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that to me is a completely legitimate reason. Um, I've certainly had a friend where she was broken up with and the guy – came back and to her she considered it because to her that said that she had won the breakup oh yeah not such a good reason no that that power play dynamic thing i'm not into that yeah that is not setting yourself up for success no i mean if we were going to use that metric i certainly lost this breakup given how much i bent backwards and over and flipped to the side in order to like make things work. But like, I wasn't thinking about it that way. I just wanted to try to make it work. Yeah, no, totally. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think conceptualizing breakups as winners and losers is, you know, it can certainly feel good. And especially over, you know, say a boozy brunch with friends, that's, that can be a great (laughs) conversation topic, but I don't think that that is a way to start something with somebody you're trying to build something with. No. And I think there's a very big difference between in hindsight, because I'll tell another story about somebody where I'm like, I fucking won that breakup. You're terrible. Like there's like in hindsight, like jokingly saying that about somebody in the past. It's another thing to be considering a reconciliation while framing it as a winners and losers situation. Yes. Totally agreed. So yeah. So I do think that first consideration is like, why do you want to pursue this? Is it to prove something to them? Is it to, you know, please a family member that's saying, you know, you're 30, you had this great guy, what happened? You know, I would just make sure that you really think either something logistical that was keeping you apart has resolved or there was some unfinished business. You know, I, I think that there, explore whether or not you think this is a sort of legitimate or unlegitimate or healthy or unhealthy is a better way to phrase it, reason to pursue. Yeah. And I also think it's important to think about the reasons why it ended the first time and whether you can truly move forward from them. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into then the, that's sort of a, the, the conversation with yourself is like, why do I want this reunion? Mm -hmm. And then maybe the conversation both with yourself and with the other person should be, you know, why did we break up and have those reasons changed? Right. 
And because for me, just to use my like personal example, so I didn't know why we broke up at the time. And so part of it for me was really understanding from him what happened and how do I know that that isn't going to happen again mm-hmm. and getting a very genuine apology from him. And as it turns out, and I don't think he realized this at the time, but when we were dating, he was applying to residencies and he was feeling pressure, not because of anything I had actually said or done, but just internalized pressure. He was feeling pressure to choose residencies based on having this relationship in New York. Got it. Interesting. So it's like he had created, he had sort of written a story that you were not privy to. Right. Yeah. Like he had, yeah, exactly. He had written this this story in his head where in order for us to work out, he had to stay in New York. And if he didn't, we wouldn't. And I, I never said that. In fact, we never even discussed his residency applications. Love that. Yes. Really, the message here is communicate. Yes. So when we reconciled, he fully apologized for not only having those thoughts without talking to me about them, but also of the way he reacted to them. Um, And, you know, I made it very clear that without, I can't think of a better way of saying this, that that behavior would not be acceptable in the future. Good. Yeah. No, I think that's a fine way to phrase it. Yeah. But I also think it was really important for me to then move on from it and to not constantly be thinking about whether he was going to do something similar again, given that he had apologized and we'd both decided to move forward. Definitely. I think sort of the easiest has this changed things are the logistical ones. For example, a friend of mine who is married to her ex. They met when we were in college and they dated senior year of college. And she had plans to move to New York and he had plans to move to Denver. And his stance was like, this is a one man plan. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I made this plan before we got together and I'm not willing to commit to being boyfriend and girlfriend. And she said, well, I'm not willing to see how it goes being long distance. And so we're going to need to now stop talking. And so they basically stopped speaking the night of graduation. And they reunited actually at like the homecoming game the next year where he asked to if they could go for a walk. And I think he actually wrote her a letter and basically said like these months not talking to you are absolutely terrible. I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend and I want to make a plan to be in the same place. Wow. So that there's what's changing. Exactly. And that is like what she needed. She needed commitment and sort of like an end in sight. Yeah. And so that was enough for her. And they made the period of long distance until he did move to New York. And now they um, had a baby four months ago. They're crushing it. Well, good for them. Yeah. I do think the emotional stuff can be harder to pin down. And I think probably listeners right now are screaming like, what if he cheated? Mm -hmm. I think that's a very, that's a much more difficult and obviously incredibly personal decision. And that, that one I think really ties into what you're saying about not holding it over their heads. Like if you decide to forgive that, you have decided to forgive. Yes. Yes. And I am not, I I actually have never dealt with that in a relationship. Um, So I'm not saying whether or not you should forgive. And I think that's so contextual and we can't say that. But it's exactly what you just said. If you do decide to forgive, you need to actually forgive. Yes. And you're allowed, I think, to ask for this is what it'll take for me to forgive. Mm -hmm. And if what that partner is saying is they want to be with you, then I think they are then agreeing to some terms, right? Um, And so, yeah, I do think that there are sort of things that you can request to rebuild. Yeah. And I also think 
I could use a sort of less extreme example with this particular relationship. So he, the first time we broke up, he had retreated into himself when he was feeling stressed and anxious about our long-term plan. And something that I said to him when we got back together was, you need to not do that. Like, I, I understand that when you're stressed, you need alone time. I Well, I don't understand it per se because I'm the exact opposite, but I accept it. But you need to communicate that that's what's happening. Yes. And then I can fair. give you the space that you need. Yeah. No, that's great and a very mature way to both validate his experience, but also ask for how he can meet you halfway. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's the what has changed piece is so crucial because what's that saying? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah. I believe actually um, a really thoughtful person in your comments made you aware of that phrase today. <laughs> Um, I apologize. I am referring to a uh, Instagram troll on the Finding Mr. Hyde Instagram. Oh, I love my trolls. Love them so much. Um, but yeah, but yes, that is a saying. It's a saying, and I think that it's like I. If you'll allow me another example of a time I got back together with someone, always this you have the floor. Thank you. Um, so listeners will remember this person as the chef from the free meal that was not free story yeah. no such thing as a free lunch no such thing as is, a free i think lunch. the title of that story even when you're dating the chef so the chef he actually broke up with me because he wasn't over his ex-girlfriend and he and his ex-girlfriend had dated they worked together she also worked in a restaurant and the only reason they broke up is because she had to move back to mexico and if that hadn't have happened, by my understanding, they would have continued dating. And okay, I didn't obviously I didn't know this when I started dating him. I found this out later. So he broke up with me because he wasn't fully over that relationship. And it turns out he had been having a little bit of an emotional affair with her via Facebook message. Mm-hmm. And so that had happened. He broke up with me. I I was very angry at the time due to the nature of this emotional affair. Um. But we ended and he ended up reaching back out a few months later, maybe a month and a half, actually, maybe not that much later, but reaching back out and apologizing and saying that he realized he was prioritizing all of the wrong things and all that mattered was me and that he wanted to get back together. And I did not ask myself what has changed. And mm-hmm. if I had, the answer would have been absolutely nothing. Ugh. Because he was still not over that ex. I mean, it had been like two months max. There's no way that he had gone from hopelessly in love with this person to totally over her in the span of the less than two months between when he broke up with me and when he reached back out. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I didn't ask myself that question. I got back together with him and it turned out that while we were broken up, he had purchased plane tickets to visit her in Mexico that were non-refundable and therefore he was still going to go but don't worry he's not gonna probably even see her and he's definitely not staying with her and you know he has other friends there so he'll probably just hang out with them fast forward to he breaks up with me via text message while he is visiting her in mexico oh my god that is brutal yeah and I also skipped a part where she sent me – this is when I still had Snapchat. It's one of the reasons I deleted Snapchat, actually, was because of this situation. She sent me a snap from his phone that, to this day, I still don't know if he knows about, of the two of them cuddling in his hotel bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Wait, that implies so much where – so she knew about you. Yes. She – wow, that's that's crazy. She 100% knew about me. And I knew that she did because I knew that he had – well, he told me that he had cut off contact with her because he wanted to make things work with me. It, okay. He, he had not, obviously. He went and visited her. Are they together now? No. He is, he is married to another woman who looks exactly like her, the ex. Whoa. And this is a side story, but and he would consistently drunk text me to the point where I had to com- repeatedly ask him to stop. And I didn't block him because as you and I have discussed before, you can't see somebody's escalation if you block them. And I'd recently had a friend deal with a very traumatic ex-boyfriend situation so i didn't want to block him but it culminated with i was out with my boyfriend at the time he saw me out with him i didn't see him but he saw me i knew that he was now engaged to this new person he was sending me very vulgar text messages like oh my god what he wanted to do to me etc etc that i saw when i woke up the next morning i woke up in my boyfriend's apartment next to him my lock screen facing up and i have all these vulgar text messages from my ex-boyfriend that i obviously didn't consent to but like imagine if my poor ex-boyfriend had seen those wow that's so awful on so many levels yeah so i replied to him and said i've said it before this is the last time i will say this this has to stop and if it doesn't i am going to send these screenshots to your fiance boom and he never texted me again Good. I mean, I wonder. Uh, God, I have so many questions. They're still him, married. Whatever. I, I know they're still married. This was like three or four years ago. But well, hopefully he's changed. I hope so. But for me, nothing had changed and therefore I should not have gotten back together with him. And that is an example of not asking yourself the right questions before getting back with an ex. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like we've said, I do, I, this is so tricky. It's it. It certainly can work. I I. Yeah, I'm I'm not my problem is too like I don't stay friends with exes, so they're not even in my orbit. I don't usually either. And well, I also don't typically and this is probably cuz I usually meet people on dating apps. I don't typically start dating friends. So, this is an interesting opposition like opposition's not the right word. Where we are opposites. All of my serious relationships actually are friends to dating. Interesting. But you don't remain friends with them? Like you don't go back to being friends after dating? Correct. (laughs) Oh, man. Once you cross that Rubicon with me, we are done. (laughs) I I feel the same way, but I've never had an experience of somebody that I really value as a friend becoming more than a friend and then having to sort of walk away from both of those things. Mm -hmm. Because even the story that I told about the guy in residency, I met him through a friend, but we didn't know each other before that. I mean, part of that is sort of what what I was saying when I told the tearing up the letter story, which is the kindness and clarity for me where I, um, I recently, not recently, um, my most recent serious relationship was somebody who was my friend. We became boyfriend, girlfriend. And when we broke up, he wanted to stay friends because he thought if he stayed close by, we had been friends before Mm -hmm. and transitioned. So like, if we go back to friends, we might transition back to boyfriend and girlfriend. And that wasn't happening. And so it's like I had I had to. Yeah. And that's the tricky thing. And we could probably do a whole episode about being friends with an ex. But 
people ask me that a lot in comments and in suggestion forms and whatnot. Like, should I be friends with the next? Can you be friends with the next? And I think that's a huge question to ask yourself is, does one person think that this friendship has potential to be more? Mm. Yes. Huge question. And even though it is technically not like you knew that he thought that it had potential to be more, even though it's not technically on you, like he owns his own feelings, I think it is the kinder thing, given that you knew that, to cut things off. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And I do think it was that was a situation of pain for him on impact, but long-term better recovery. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's actually – I feel that way about when I got back together with the chef, that I would have been – far less affected by the outcome if we had never gotten back together. Like if he hadn't pulled me back in to this whole situation, Mm -hmm. it was extremely unkind of him to do that. Very, very unkind. Well, that and that is why anytime any of my friends hear, he has a very common first name. Anytime any of my friends hear that common first name, they just immediately curse in reflux. It's like the Charlotte running into Mr. Big. I curse the day you were born. Yes. Literally, that's exactly what it is. All of my friends have this like reflex reaction to to the chef to that particular ex. That's really funny. I can understand it. I'm sure, I'm sure, sort of being on your team during that time in terms of friendship was really an experience. <laughs> it was a wild ride. I also just remember, and this this should have been a sign that it was not the right thing. But I remember being physically. I was at work. And I remember being physically unable to work because I was so sick to my stomach over the situation. Ugh, I'm so sorry. You know that feeling? I I do very well. It's it's really it, it really sucks sometimes, especially as like you and I are both people who really care about our work, and mm-hmm. it's so important to me to like do a good job and be invested in that. And so then when like a personal problem is affecting me on that level that I'm physiologically not well, it sucks. Yeah. Like I went to work, I found out about the emotional affair on a weekday morning as I was on my way, I was getting ready for work when it all came out. And so I then had to go to the office knowing that my and we hadn't had a conversation about it yet, but it had come out in the morning, and I was like, "I gotta go. I can't deal with this right now." And it was just that was like one of the worst days I've ever had at work. Yeah, probably also the longest day of your life. Mm-hmm. And then, as I mentioned, he's a chef, so I didn't even get to talk to him until the following day because then oh he god. went into the dinner shift where he doesn't have a phone. Oh my god! Yeah, it was terrible. That's so tough. Well, anyways. Well, we're not giving any of these exes five-star reviews. No, we are not. But we are giving this transition five stars. (laughs) Great transition. It's like you've been doing this for years. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Allie, so we have not gotten a bad review, but our reviews have slowed. (laughs) Do you think they're preparing us? Do you think the listeners are trying to ease us into when they give us a bad review? Totally, yes. Um, I have... I've been watching our the numbers on it, and so I can tell the five-star ratings are increasing, but um, people are not being as verbose about their love, Got which it. is fine. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. Um, you know, it's like the difference between the people who write reviews probably are words of affirmation people. Um, the ones who just like give us five stars are probably acts of service. Acts of service. Gifts. Definitely <laughs> gifts. It's totally a gift. These stars are your gift. 
Yeah. Um, anyways, do you want to read our one for the day? I do. Um, the username is numbers, which is confusing. Um, so it's a string of numbers. And the title of the review is The Dating Game is a Hard One, But These Ladies Play It Well. I've loved every single podcast you ladies have put out. I stumbled upon Allie on IG one day, and I've been forever grateful for her dating over 30 tips and tricks. This podcast just solidifies and validates everything I go through in the dating game. Keep up the great work. And we will. String of numbers. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, if, you know, please keep rating and reviewing. Keep telling your friends. um, Tell anyone. We want a wide range of listeners. And, um, you know, from a 22-year-old to... 60 plus absolutely and i will also say yes we are speaking to everyone um and i will also say or remind about our podcast suggestion form at findingmrheight.com slash podcast because breakups and getting back together with exes and that whole world is so broad and we know there are so many subtopics of this we could get into we would love to hear from you guys of things that you've gone through and struggled with that we could maybe dive into you know narrower topics on future pods Yes, that is a perfect idea. Um, well, great. Thanks for thanks for um, all of your personal research on this topic. <laughs> um, I think we've... My entire life was a preparation for this episode. <laughs> exactly. The denouement of your choices yes. is this episode. You're very welcome. I sacrifice for the pod. Love it. Uh, well, as always, have a great night and I will talk to you soon. Good night.